Hello, creepy soup friends. Um, we had to pop on to make an announcement, which was, I fucked up. <laughs> um, so I'd like to apologize to Bill, the tour guide. Um, I accidentally called you Bob. I was almost 100% that your name was Bob. Actually, no, I was 100% your name was Bob until Dan informed me otherwise. Um, so I'm very sorry, Bill. You are now Billy Bob. <laughs> we, <laughs> yeah, we referred to Bill as Bob throughout the entire episode. So before you get in and listen and get comfortable with Bob, remember it's Bill. Um, maybe if there's a tour guy named Bob, he's one of the spirits on the boat. So could be. Um, you can go ahead and listen, but just in your mind, replace all the Bobs with Bill. We would appreciate it. Bill would appreciate it. And I'm sure somewhere Bob will. Enjoy the episode. Thank you. Hello and welcome to this week's special episode of Creepy Soup. And it's special because Jenny is in the same state the same city, the same room as I am. We're recording together. I finally made it back to the Knoll. And here we are. So we are going to talk about our experiences last night aboard the USS Edson and how crazy it got. It did. It really did. In so many of the places that we went to within the ship were active. Whether it was through the SB7 via BAN, the BAN, or if it was through the spirit balls or through personal experience, there was something nearly everywhere. Yes. Um, it started where we all just kind of met up in front of the ship, um, went on board, <clears throat> um, we went to the little mess hall and ate, which surprisingly I thought was very small. The I, mess hall? Yes. I thought it would be bigger. I actually thought it was kind of big. You, but you would think for, for seating people on a ship that... It would, yeah. But here's the thing. You can't feed everyone on the ship at the same time. Well, yeah, that's because true. Because you still have people at their posts. Yeah, that's so true. So you would have to break down your feeding session into two or three parts. So you wouldn't have everyone in the mess hall at the same time. Yeah. It was still, I think, small. But And you have to consider that the officers had their own eating space. Yes. Which... And then the captain had his own space. Yes. So. Which, um, I'm not sure where or how we're going to post evidence we got, but we were listening to some of the stuff and I did get, it was like a breath, like a growl type sound. And yeah. In a deep breath. The officer's say. room. 
Um, so that was super cool. We still have a lot of our evidence to go over that we attempted to capture. We don't know what we captured yet. We, we do know that there is some video with audio. There is some just audio and pretty sure we have some pictures. So if you're interested in looking at the evidence we've captured, please go to the Creepy Scoops Facebook page and answer the questions and we will get you approved so that you can hop in there and see the evidence to go along with the episode. Yes. Um, I know for a fact I got at least one picture of an apparition where you can, you know, you can see the face, the outline, the military haircut, and I believe you can see, like, the fatigues. Mm -hmm. I could see the, the fatigues, <laughs> um, but there have been people who have not been able to see it. Yes. So it really kind of depends on how well your eyesight is or how much you want to believe. Or how dirty my phone is. <laughs> <laughs> it was a long night. Um, but it was overall a great experience and I would definitely love to go again. Yes, definitely. There's so many spots on the ship. And of course, with limited time, there's only so many you can go to if you want to properly investigate that area. And I feel like not only that, but to do like a full proper investigation, people need like printed blueprints of this ship to find the spaces that they want to go back to. Yes. Um, because otherwise you will get lost on this ship. Yes. You will. Guaranteed, because um, we did. Yeah, it's, it was very big. Um, it was gorgeous. Um. I would like to give a shout out to Bob, the tour guide. Oh my God. Because he was amazing. Amazing. He gave us a tour of the ship after we were done eating and before the actual investigation started. We kind of had an idea of where we were going. That doesn't mean we knew where we were going, but we had an idea. Yeah, because um, the, the tour happened with lights on, <laughs> and the investigati investigating happened with lights off. Yes. And no shore power. Nope. That, that makes a huge difference, not having shore power, because there is no extra humming or buzzing of yeah. any of the equipment or anything like that. So, it, it's an experience. It definitely was. And that's the first time I've ever been on anything like that. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't realize that. Um, I mean, maybe years, years, years ago, like, when my stepdad was still alive, um, and he died in 88, so. Oh, okay, so that's a good while ago. Um, we had went up to Mackinac and maybe there was like portions of museums or something. It, it's been a long time. My husband and I had gone to the Wisconsin Maritime Museum. Um, I guess actually it's about 10, 12 years ago now that we went. Um, and that was very interesting. We actually got to go on the submarine that they had there 
Um, that was actually the same one that the Boy Scouts would go to and sleep on, which my son did get to do that. That would be pretty cool. It was very cool. But, I, okay, I already know where everyone's favorite spot is. <laughs> <coughs> so, minus that one, what was one of the coolest places you went? Um, I would have to say that it was what's considered the suicide room because we did get a lot of direct responses uh, via the SB7 from Dan. Um, and he, the spirit that was in there was answering our questions. We were getting a lot of additional external noises, such as knocks, bangs, and pops from the other rooms or like in the hallway and things like that. Um, so yeah, it was, it was interesting. I I also went in there and I've partially listened to some of my digital recordings and I think I have something in there but without listening with like sound reducing head like I might use my headphones because they're noise reduction mm -hmm. um, but I think I may have gotten a response or two so I'm excited to go through all of that stuff um and one of the they're called birthing rooms but it's yeah, where everybody giving sleeps birth. yeah no one's giving birth um it is where um <laughs> they sleep <laughs> words are not easy we're, we're both running on minimal sleep right now. Yeah, and I'm glad we don't do video because I look homeless right now. And I look like I rubbed my face all over my pillow as <laughs> I slept. So, yeah. Great fun. But at the same time, totally worth it. It... It is something I 100% recommend that if you are in the area, if you are coming to the area, book something. Even if it's just the tour. Bob's worth it. Bob is 100% worth it. They do have a gift shop. I did. We did not make it in time. The bridge opened to let like a fire... I think it was just a regular shipping freight. I don't know what it was, but it pissed us off because we were already running a little behind. And we weren't actually too far down the line where the traffic got stopped to raise the bridge to let this through. It, yeah, but it was annoying. Like, we had places to go, and they were interrupting our shit. But at least everybody who was already on the ship could see the freight coming through and we're like, yeah, we're waiting for it. So they knew that we were on our way. We were just stuck. Yeah. So huh, it was fun. Um, one of the interesting things that Bob had talked about was the fact that there was an episode of the Twilight Zone filmed on the ship. And in fact, it was filmed in one room. 
Son of a chick. Yes. Um, the name of the episode, excuse me, is 30 Fathom Grade Grave. <laughs> we're we're going to grade the video the 30 Fathom Grave. Yes. Um, it was an episode um, released in 1963, um, and it has Bill Bixby before he became the Hulk. I'm old enough to know that. <laughs> I probably do know that somewhere in the back of my mind, but you know, names. Um, Who's got those anymore? <laughs> so I thought that was pretty interesting. And in the captain's quarters, um, they do have a paper with like the scan code. That you, oh, to go to the episode. To go to the episode. Um, that would have been cool to... You know what? I had video of it, but that video seems to have disappeared. Like, boom, gone. Yep. Guaranteed videoed in there, and she showed me flat out on her phone that it was gone. It's like a one-second video that glitches, and it kind of made me mad because I was recording in there for at least a good three minutes. And one of the things I made sure that I recorded was that paper. Yep, because it would have been near the ashes, correct? Yes. Um, one of the captains of the ship, um, who was not on the ship all that long, per se, um, because there was multiple captains of the vessel, um, ended up living into his mid-90s, I believe it was? Yes. Um, he had passed away and his widow actually returned some of his ashes to the ship to take him back home. And yes, he is sitting there. There's a couple pictures in that spot of him. Um, and he did pass away in 2019. Okay, I can't I'm trying to remember what Bob said. He 92? I, I know it was um, over 91. So, I mean, he, he was up there. Um, I will also, or one of us will, um, we will link the Edson Facebook page. Um, and I don't know if this is a... Sorry, if this is a Facebook page or not, but, um, yeah, but the captain whose ashes is on there, his name was John Holmes, which, you know, I'm, I kind of snickered about because I think we all kind of did because some people will understand why, yeah. um, and for those of you don't, who don't, you're probably too young to know anyway. So, <laughs> um, but yes, uh, and she is like the only ship that was decommissioned and then put back into commission and then decommissioned again. And she was put back into commission, I believe, for the events that happened after 9-11. Yep. It's my understanding that it was actually... 
there and there is actually particles of the towers yes that are a part of the ship at this point they will not remove them out of respect for the people who passed during that tragedy um, and they're not sure whether or not it is only particles of the building or if there is other parts as well yes um but the whole experience from the time you pull up in front of the ship and she is beautiful like oh yes um i know i did post the picture of jenny and i um in front of the ship i will post the pictures that i got that were the best I could get for the overall size of it. I do believe there is a chunk of the back end that did not make it into the picture because it's just that big. It's very difficult to fit the entire ship in one picture. Yes. Um, but absolutely 100%. If you are in the Bay City area, um, I highly recommend going um, even if you only look at the ship and visit the, like the little souvenir shop they have set up, which like I said, was closed by the time we got there. Um, I would love to, you know, zip by there one of these days. I did peek inside the window, like a little peeping Tom. <laughs> um, called her out on it. She did. Totally called me out on it. Uh, it was but, you know, they have, like, the usual stuff, shirts, hats, hoodies, that kind of stuff. But there was also all kinds of other stuff in there. Yeah. Um, so that's definitely something to check out. Um, one of my dreams for the show is to have Anne, and it would be really cool to have Bob on, oh, too. Oh, God, yes. Um, he Bob's... would tell me not to push buttons. FYI, if you ever do go to the ship, and Bob gives you a tour. Don't tell him you're a button pusher. <laughs> okay. On the other hand, you might want to tell him that you're a button pusher. Because if you are, he might let you play with one of the replica guns on board. <laughs> yep. That was the highlight um, of my tour. I did get to play with one of their replica um, overboard guns. And he then let me do a couple of the other ones in one of the other spaces because if I were to have pushed buttons or flipped levers in other places on the ship, I, I might have messed something up. So he told me not to push the buttons. Yes. But in the end, he let me push the buttons. And another thing I thought was really good, there was a lot of things I thought was cool. So as I remember them, I will... They have like a little, um, like a little store. Oh yeah, on the ship. That's you know it's obviously no longer um, in use because it was <laughs> you know for soldiers on the ship. And they had candy bars, and I I do have a little video of it, so I will post that. Like the Kit Kat bars doesn't even look, not even close to resembling a Kit Kat bar of today. Um, there was like baby Ruth bars, uh, gum, um, shaving cream, shaving cream. I pan the toothpaste. 
The only reason I know that is from Greece. Thank you. Um, but it that was really interesting to see like all the old yeah candy bars, and I even have like in the video I did a close up of the price list. Oh, okay. Of what everything costs. Awesome. Yeah, and they even said that a lot of times, because it was so inexpensive on the boat ship, um, that they would buy it and take it to shore and sell it. Like, the soldiers would buy this stuff. I I didn't catch that part, but I do know that the reason, or sorry, a big part of the reason it was so inexpensive, not only because of the time, but that because the ship was frequently out to sea, and... Once you hit a certain point out at sea, you're in what's called international waters. And that is where you do not pay tax to a specific country or state. Um, And therefore, it's kind of like the duty-free shop at the airport. Yeah. Um, So yeah, that was a major part as to why it was so... But um, <clears throat> I just thought it was really cool to see, like, all the old candy bars. <laughs> it was. Speaking of old, though, um, a little piece of history for the history buffs. In 1964, the ship went to uh, the Gulf of Tonkin. Um, and that was where they were having a live battle. Um, and... The Edson was in the battle, and it was such a intense battle, shall we say, that there was a lot of cannon smoke and fodder, and there were multiple ships that had been downed or sunk. And at one point, the Edson was declared down, all crew lost. Um, but unbeknownst to the reporter, the ship was able to escape in a cloud of smoke and it was decommissioned and being repaired for, I believe he said three months. And by the fourth month, they were back into the Gulf of Tonkin and they were declared the ghosts of Tonkin. Great ghost. The gray ghost. The gray ghost of Tonkin. Yes. Sorry. Um, and that was actually given to the ship by the Vietnamese. So, that was a very interesting piece of history. Um, the whole thing is an interesting piece of history. Just being on the Edson is, it's a a whole vibe all in its, its own. Without, without the haunted portion without anything just being on that gigantic chunk of history it's just that alone is just it's it's overwhelming especially if you're someone who is any type of like war buff anything like that it's it's very interesting um I think now would be a good time to talk about the 9-11 room because <laughs> we did bring up the 9-11. Yes. Um, I 
went down there a little later than everybody else because I was exploring other areas of the ship. And I kind of waited for that little crowd down there to thin out a little bit because there was... I was a part of that crowd. Oh, interesting. <laughs> well, that's fun. Yeah. Um, I was a part of that first crowd to go down while Jill was exploring in other spaces. I was down there with our host for the evening, um, Anne, and a few other people, which it, it was calmer uh, the first time I was down there because it was earlier in the evening. Um, and then as the night wore on, I was back down there again with Miss Jill and Miss Sherry, one of our moderators, and Band Man, another moderator. And it was also a special appearance by my husband Roy and Sherry's fiance Brett. Um, and it was <laughs> very active, very, very active. Um, a lot of blasts of cold, seemingly from nowhere. Oh, yes. And it was coming from a hallway that could not have had a blast of air through it. It was actually another birthing quarter, which had the bow on the other side of it. Um, there were no open hatches or anything like that in that section. Um, and in fact, it kind of created a U slash V to this room. There is a two entry slash exit points to the room, which led to the same area. And there was you know, nothing that could have caused the blast to come from that space. We checked. Yeah. Um, the feeling in that area um, even caused Roy to be like, holy shit, I can feel that. Mm-hmm. And it all started because <clears throat> Joe took a picture with Flash. <clears throat> okay, what had happened was <laughs> <laughs> um, I had a UV flashlight, you know, like the purple light that you never want to shine on your toilet. I promise you, you don't. <laughs> you don't. Um, I was flashing that down the hallway because Roy and I were sitting closest to that door and we could both, and I believe you did too, we could feel something mm -hmm. there watching Yes. everything. And that is where my picture evidence potentially comes into play, but we do need to look closer at them. Uh, we can't get a very good view on the camera screen and so we're going to put them onto Jill's computer and do some zooming and lightning and things like that because I'm pretty positive I got a good silhouette of a man, Salamouche, Salamouche, can you do the Fandango? Sorry. Um, I had taken two pictures with just using that light. The first one, there's nothing there. The second one I took, there is a man. 
There is a man. That's there is the one I was talking about earlier, where you can see like the military cut, um, and that one that because that is on my phone, that is probably going to be the like the first one that I post. Um, and I will post the actual picture, and then I did because I I sent it to my son last night, <laughs> um, and I circled, so I will send like the whole picture, and then I'll I'll post the whole, and then the one with the circle. But I'm pretty positive the pictures I got was after you pissed him off <laughs> and he was like, fuck this, I'm out of here. And he's walking back down the row of the beds. And so he's down a little further and you can see the silhouette. So I'm, I'm pretty sure. I can't say 100% yet because like I said, we do need to... Look at them closer. Yes, and, I, and I'm excited to get to that. Yes. Um, and then down in that area, like, they have the exit signs, and they're glow-in-the-dark. I didn't realize that. Yeah, the arrow is in the signs that say exit, all glowed in the dark. How did I not realize that? I have no idea, because we actually <laughs> had a full-on conversation about it. <laughs> um, because... Sherry, our moder one one of our moderators, um, she had kept seeing. She was like, "There's someone there," because it was blocking that arrow out. Oh, okay, yep, I remember that part. And okay, because I had taken, <laughs> I took the first one. There's nothing. I took the second one. There's the silhouette. Um, I may have taken one or two in between still with the purple light. And then I thought, I'm going to turn on my flash and see what happens. Don't do that. Well, the second, the second that flash went off, the SB7 went off very intensely. Yes. And it felt like Roy, Jenny, and I all felt like we were being rushed. Yep, like, like someone it, came and turned around angry and was running full force like a linebacker down the field. And I doubled over. Yep. Like, it was that... It, it was like full force at you. I was kind of off to the side. It, it was that intense. Keeps moving. Is it really? Yeah. Okay, so I have a little break from the Edson for a minute. I oh. have a little mini tapestry that hangs on my door. It's been there for a while. Um, and a few minutes ago, um, one side came down. And I keep seeing out of the corner of my eye the part that's hanging. I'll take a, I'll take a picture of this and post it also. Um, but I can see, like, the one part, like, moving. Like, someone's dicking with it. Amen. Stop it. We put out the balls for you to play with. Yeah, we we put out stuff in here because it's a it's a strong feeling. Like every time I do recording episodes with Jill, I can see him in the video and I know he's here. And last night on the Edson, I was using my balls. Um, I even lost one once, but I found it. <laughs> Um, and so we had great communication with them. So we thought, okay, let's put them out in here while we're recording. See if we can get them to play with them. But he doesn't want to play with my balls. 
I'm a little hurt. <laughs> so that that's what we've got going on in the room currently. Um, so the tapestry, one side is still hanging, the other side is not. FYI, there is no fan, there is no open window, nope. nothing. So there is no wind source for this to be moving. Can you see it moving? Mm-hmm. All right, then. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Arrange it some happy-go-lucky people. So the 9-11 the room area at the Edson is definitely what I would consider a hot spot. Oh, yeah. For activity. Um, and that is, well, one of them there is the caretaker, former caretaker who died on the Edson on Thanksgiving Day in 1999. Of a heart attack? Yes. And his name was, I believe, Paul Stampanato? Uh, yes. Chief is what they called him. Um, they actually found him laying on the floor just outside of the actual room itself. Um, and when I put one of my balls out in that hallway, um, it was frequently set off. It would respond to questions and things like that. And once I moved the ball out of that hallway and into either of the rooms on either side, um, they did not go off. So he was just kind of hanging out in that hallway watching us. Um, at one point when I was initially down there, um, the door even closed to that space by itself. When we started our session, the door was open because people could see the exit sign on the door. How did I forget that the fucking glow in the dark? We talked about these numerous <laughs> times throughout the freaking night. And I never put two and two together. Um, but it was noticed that people could no longer see the sign. Um, at one point, I believe when it was closing, I could see a sliver of light and I was checking it out and didn't realize it was a freaking door because it was pitch black <laughs> and come to find out later that it was the door closing by itself. Mind you, this was not a, you know, big swinging door with a slam. It was very slow and subtle. Um, and not only did it just close, but it closed and latched. I actually watched someone go over and they had to turn the thing to open it. See, and that was before I was down there. I, yep. didn't, I didn't get to witness that. That was our, our initial trip down in there. Um, and at that time, they were not being very active. Every now and again, something would come through on the SD7, but it wasn't anything clear and definitive. Um, however, I had started, I put my balls out. <laughs> um, after we realized that the door had closed, and that was when we started getting a little more activity. They were actually responding with the balls. Um, there was a chair <laughs> that we discovered that one of the spirits liked very much. Um, and so the person who liked that chair would set off the ball on that chair, um, which later, um, was next to Brett 
and the ball started going off and everyone's like, oh, did you touch it? Did you bump the chair? He's like, no, I happened to be across from him and could see he did not bump the chair. He did not touch the ball and it just went off on its own. Um, then there was the meter behind me. What was that? Millimeter? Uh, yes. Um, and that was pretty active mm -hmm. and it seemed like it was answering like, yes, no question. Yep. Uh, well, no was nothing. It wouldn't change. It wouldn't do anything. But if it seemed to be like an affirmative response, it would light up. It, it would go at least two lights further than the main power light and multiple times went straight up to red. It, so it was very, very interesting. And then that a lot of times when that would happen, that's when I would feel, because mm -hmm. my dumb ass was wearing shorts and a, and a tank top, as you can see in the picture that I, we, we posted. <laughs> um, but I did have other clothes to put on later when it got a little chilly. Um, so it was very obvious when there was something there because I was instantly cold on one side. Yeah, like and it, ironically, I was cold on that same side. There was a chair between us, but we were, like, next to each other. Um, and so my leg and arm on that side would also go cold. I wasn't feeling the touch because I wasn't as close to it, but I was feeling it. Yes, and there was several times. At one point, uh, Dan had ventured to a different area and I had asked like uh, one of us is not here they're elsewhere uh, can you tell us who's missing and sure enough it said Dan's name they love Dan every spirit everywhere loves Dan the man yes they do <laughs> um, on the um, other hand uh, Captain Molinato was willing to share his coffee with Dan so um so anyway we were like uh, can you, wherever Dan is at, can you find him and, and touch him on the shoulder? And then all of a sudden I'm getting touched. <laughs> She's like, no, not me. And stuff like that is difficult if, you know, no one else can see. Like you could, I could say right now, oh, I'm being touched and you're not going to know any different. Right. But in a situation like that, like if you're being touched, you gotta let people know. Yeah. And the, it happened several times. During our first session down there, um, the only person I knew in the room was Dan. Um, and so I didn't say anything about the experiences I had the first time I was in there. But I did feel touching on my head. Um, the, I wear, or I'm sorry, I wore a necklace. Um, that had a couple of stones on it and it's long but I was kind of hunched over in my chair because I was you know frequently checking to either side of me in front of me I was leaning into the SB7 so I could hear it a little better and my necklace would get bumped or something along that lines um, so I did have some personal experiences but for that time I kept them to myself because there was a lot of people in the room at the time whom I didn't know, and I didn't want to seem like the complete crazy person, um, which was evident by the end of the night anyway. <laughs> um, let's see. 
the, I think the one thing that caught me, or like, maybe shocked me, was how Roy was saying he could feel the stuff. Yeah. Roy has never done anything like this before. This this was a first for him. And, you know, because we had Jenny and I and the others that we were there with have all been on other investigations, either at the ship or at the ship and another location or two other locations. Um, so we've all kind of felt that rush of energy or <clears throat> feeling like something is right there next to you watching you. So it was really kind of interesting for me. Yeah. Roy, the paranormal investigation virgin <laughs> to Not anymore. to actually feel that and experience that. Yeah. That to me said a lot. It did. Um and at one point he was like I had chills everywhere or you know everything that other people have seen, heard, felt on investigation, he was. And, like, now he understands why I love it. Yep. And, in fact, when we um, kind of peeked at some of our evidence earlier in the living room in front of him, um, we had gotten really giddy because there's video with audio, and we were able to debunk it after the fact, and we both just got giddy giddy as shit and he's like wow you guys really love this stuff don't you <laughs> and so we're like yeah but you know too when he heard it he was like i heard that yeah he was very excited and you know i thought because i'm the one that captured it and i was with roy at the time so i thought well maybe it was him yeah so i recorded some video and made him whisper the same phrase that was said and we could 100% rule him out as yeah. the source of where that came from. The tone is very different from him versus what was actually reported. And at one point, there was even a question that it was something that Roy had said, um, but it's not. And it's not even a phrase that he would have said in that time frame. Um, and actually, when they caught this, I was in the 9-11 room. So. Yeah, and, like, I came close to shit in my pants when I heard it because I was so excited. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. And, like, I had the speaker up to my ear, and Jenny and Roy at the same time said, I heard that. <laughs> yep. So, I mean, it's... it's loud and clear as day I, I like I'm speechless just thinking about it because it's such an awesome piece of evidence it really is um, on that note though when we had gone to the suicide room um, or no maybe this was even before that or after it, it was sometime around that um, we kept hearing a woman tell us to leave and so I had pulled out my recorder and I was actually catching her saying leave um, and then I was hearing a man in response 
um, down in one of the display areas at the bottom of the stairs. And I am like pretty sure I caught like the whole conversation between the two of them. Um, I do have to check it more, but I know that there is male and female EVPs on there. And I'm just so excited to hear all of it yes. and catch all of it. And like I said, I, I want to at some point after we do go through everything and release what we have found, um, I want Anne on the show. Yes. Um, I do know that Anne, Anne's a member of our group, right? The Facebook group? Yes, Miss Anne Lefebvre is a member of the Creepy Seeds Facebook group. Um, I really want her on. <laughs> it might have to be back when I'm in Wisconsin, but Anne and I had a great time. <laughs> um, especially later in the evening when we were all back at the table and we were just kind of taking a little break. Um, I brought with me cheese curds from Wisconsin because that's kind of my thing. Um, some people within the group refer to me as the curd dealer. Um, and so we were having a little snack, changing out batteries and things like that. And we were getting responses from the spirits in the galley. And so it was very interesting um, because I had even asked if they liked cheese curds they said yes uh, if they had ever been to wisconsin was a no um, and they liked the cheese curds that i brought <laughs> so it, it was definitely fun um and Anne was sitting next to me and her and i were just joking and having a good old time yeah it, it, i definitely want to do that again yes. like because there's so many spots that I didn't get to investigate. Right. And that's why I'm saying if we ever get the opportunity to go back together, we have to have a map, <laughs> a printed map that we can carry with us and do another tour. Yes. And mark the spots that we want to go to. Definitely. So that come later when we're doing the investigation, we know the spots that we wanted to go back to. Because during the tour, there were so many spaces where we were feeling things. Um, and then later, I couldn't remember where they were or how to get to them. Uh, in the end, I did end up leading us into some strange, like, cleaning closet that also had supplies for the ship. Like, there was paint thinner and stuff like that. It was a very chemically smell. It was just a really long, like, closet that ran down one of the sides. And I was just like, oh, hey, let's go in here. And another point, um, there was a roped-off section. And I was like, oh, it's roped off. I want to go there. <laughs> so, lo and behold, I did. Um, only to realize when I got to the end that there was a sign warning of asbestos. I was like, oh, no, leave it to me to lead us down a toxic hallway <laughs> so but yeah it was definitely an amazing phenomenal experience that i would love to do again absolutely i i i don't think i would hesitate to go again i'm gonna hesitate a little bit well 
Yeah. Only because I don't live in this state. I live in Wisconsin. It's a trek to get over here. And it's a 20-minute drive for me. Yeah. Providing the bridge isn't up. For me, it's between 8 and 13 hours, depending upon how much Google likes me. Um, <laughs> she did not like me for the, for the drive over. I'm hoping she's a little nicer on the drive home. Um, so, yeah, it's a minimum of a day's ride just to get here. And then there's the whole investigation thing. So it, it's something that you know, needs to have careful consideration and all of that. So, yeah. it, it, had I lived here, though, yes, in a heartbeat. In a heartbeat, I would do it again. It, it, definitely an experience. I mean, I don't know how else to describe it other than an experience. Yes, definitely. So, if any of my fellow Wisconsinites know of any cool places like this in Wisconsin to visit, please let me know because yes. dang it, I want to go. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. I mean, like we've said, we still have to go through the recordings, the photos. Um, you know, we have to go through all that and we will be releasing that. Maybe not the same time, but you know, maybe some trickle effect stuff there. Yeah. Um, and I think, aren't we going to do another episode um, in regards to the evidence itself? Yes. So there, w there will be a part two of this. Um, and that's definitely going to be after we have fully looked and listened to everything and kind of give you a better rundown of everything that we've found. Yes. Because I do want to put anything from my digital recorder onto the laptop. So, because I did the, um, uh, voice activation. Yep. <laughs> um, words are hard. We've discussed this. Um, the voice activation. So, a lot of the clips aren't very long. Right. Um, there is one that it, I just recorded and let go. Um, and then went back to the voice activation because it was just too much. I, um, I did better. I forgot my recorder in a room playing. So I, I remembered it a little while later and went, oh no, I left my recorder somewhere. And I did go back and find it. It was where I thought it was. Thank goodness. Um, so yeah, we, we definitely have some things that we need to listen to. Um, maybe break them down a little bit to shorten the clips. And things like that um, but it will definitely be in the next episode that we do for the Edson yes it, and that probably won't be this week no or this coming week because I think we'll do this one and then do our usual midweek one or record or whenever it's easier for you okay um, so there'll definitely be a part two to this but it might be a couple weeks <laughs> while we pour through the recordings and the pictures and yep. and video and things like that. But we definitely, definitely want to get something out. And also, if you're one of my TikTok followers, I had mentioned in a couple of my lives that I had wanted to do a TikTok live. 
um, but I was not able to um, for a couple of different reasons, um, but I will still be posting my evidence for that. Um, anything that I have from myself, I will post to my TikTok. Um, I'm pretty positive. I'm currently shadow banned. Um, it's been a rough week for my TikTok. I was cloned and then my viewings dropped and now I'm down to like no viewings. So yeah, shadow ban is a real thing, but whoa. All right there. Okay. If you didn't want it there, you could have done that before we were recording. The whole tapestry on the door is now on the floor. And again, there is no circulating air in here. In fact, I'm sweating my ass off. I'm not. I'm comfortable, but... Um, so there's no reason for that to have fallen after all this time? Yeah, I mean, it was, what, 30 minutes ago that we mentioned the one fell? Yeah. And now it's fully down. So, yeah. So if you just heard like a little noise before we went, what the hell? Um, that was it. It, it fell. Yep. Hey, even you know, we, we put up balls for you to play with. You don't want to play with my balls? That's fine. I'll take my balls and go home tomorrow. <laughs> so yeah, that's uh, that's interesting for here. Um. So. I would like to say the next couple weeks. Um, yeah, definitely. You know, because we both do work jobs. We we both do other things. Um, but I am going to make it my mission to go over this, put things together, um, find a way to record from one thing to the other, find out how I can add this to... I know how, never mind. Um, but get this to an episode so that we can, you know, put the evidence here. Um, and maybe even discuss the evidence, like play it for them. Yes. And then we discuss it yeah. either before or after. So definitely you'll get our interpretation, um, with the evidence. So, yes. So that, that is something we are looking forward to doing just because, I know with a couple things that we heard, like just with the naked ear without earbuds or oh, noise yes. canceling, was extremely exciting. <laughs> and I actually even had audible evidence while on the ship. Um, at one point, I had heard like a groan, basically, um, in the 9 11 room the first time we were down there, right before all of the evidence or all of the activity kind of kicked off. Um, so that was interesting. And I actually mentioned that I heard it and Anne's like, Oh, you, you heard the groan. And she's like, where did it come from? And I was explaining everything and she's like, yeah, people heard that last time. So, um, that was kind of interesting to note that other people had heard it on another day before I had been there. And I did not know that yeah. until after. So that's interesting. Um, so again, um, I will post probably before we even upload this, um, the Facebook page for the Edson 
uh, and that will give you all the information and you could always message them to find out like when the tours are and they even do events weddings birthday parties graduation parties which... the deck of the ship is kind of a spectacular spot for a, a nice little party yeah not gonna lie it, it has, very much has the party vibe to it yes um because i even told one like that would be kind of cool for our anniversary it would. It would be really cool. So, Anchor is telling me I've only got a few minutes left of recording. So, <laughs> um, we're going to wrap this up. Um, again, I will post the Facebook page for the Edson. Um, I will post the information for the episode that was filmed there. Um, and then be on the lookout for our, the evidence we have found. Stay tuned. See you soon. Bye.